Hey everybody, welcome to episode 163. Before we start today, I just want to say, you know that ad that we do? It's usually for Audible, sometimes it's for Amazon. It's about three quarters of the way through our show. It's a an original radio drama starring our Read and Weep players, where we try to sell you on something that's going to support us, like uh, readandweep.com slash Amazon, where you can do all your normal Amazon shopping. It just redirects you there, but it gives us a small percentage and it helps the show. Well, if you want to help the show and you happen to have a product or a blog or a podcast or a show you want to advertise, you know, a web show, anything like that, if you, we'd much rather deal with individuals than ad networks. So we're going to keep running some small creative ad copy. And if you want something like that for you, just send us an email at ads at read-weep.com and we will, we'll talk about it. We'll see what we can work out that helps both of us. So once again, that's ads, A-D-S, at read-weep.com. Thank you so much. Enjoy 163, abracadabra. Let's try super hard not to be racist this week, okay? Okay. Well, looking at you, Chris. Looking at you. <laughs> Good evening, meets it's me, dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 163. We have now done as many episodes as the world record number of full rotations that Russ Howell did in freestyle skateboarding tricks in a competition in 1977. What? What does that mean? I'm not sure exactly. Uh, uh, I'm assuming it's like he did one rotation and then landed and then did another one and then landed and then like, but like kept doing those 163 oh. times. Um, okay. Uh, maybe he's doing that thing where he's like just on two wheels, just rotating. Oh, like that could be it too. I don't... Like 80 skateboarding. Well, it was 1977, so that would yeah. be, he yeah, was I mean, ahead of his time. Yeah, I mean, people didn't go off the ground in 1977. You, the, <laughs> really? Skateboarding was a different thing. It was... It's all that, like, you know, pool, like, skateboarding and pools doing a lot of spins on the ground and stuff like that. Speaking of things that make my head dizzy, this week we're talking about Abracadabra, the 2004 Bollywood clusterfuck. Uh, you can you can read, no, you can watch this on YouTube if you do a search for Abracadabra. Is it always spelled A-A-B-A-R, or B-R-A-K-A-D-A-A-B-R-A? Is that how you always spell that phrase? Anybody? No, yeah. I don't know. I don't spell a lot of magic words in my spare time, as it turns out. It's well. not spelled like the Pokemon, which is my main frame of reference <laughs> on how to properly spell most words. Well, if you uh, if you do that search, it is available on YouTube, and you will find on the YouTube version the 3D, the classic red-blue 3D version, and it is also not subtitled in English on YouTube. So that's the version that Anthony watched. So while <laughs> without subtitles, so while the yeah. three of us watched it with. Without th- but you did have the 3D glasses. I, I do have I do own uh, a pair of classic red blue 3D sunglasses. Oh, so you didn't have a headache. This so morning. the three of us yeah. were missing one of the D's. You were missing <laughs> the language. Yeah, yeah. Oh my and god! Wikipedia. Can we please have Anthony summarize the plot of this movie? I, <laughs> yes, yes. I thought about it, but I didn't want to hurt your feelings, Chris. <laughs> no, it <laughs> needs to happen. Okay, great. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. If you go to that address and sign up for a free trial, you get an audiobook of your choice from over 100,000 titles. And most importantly, at least to me, you support our show. I guess to Audible, the book is probably more important than to you, maybe. Uh, But this episode is also sponsored by Stephanie, who says, quote, I have received hundreds of hours of pleasure 
out of forcing other people to watch. It is a low-budget Bollywood extravaganza that manages to rip off Harry Potter and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Which I think is its... Because ripping off one movie in two hours is hard enough. And Casper with the Friendly Ghost. I was yes. wondering if that Just, was yeah, Casper or know. Tinkerbell. That's absolutely Casper. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Tinkerbell, the character who looked like a mini Casper. Uh, anyway, if you want to sponsor a topic also, you can't. Because that's oh. uh, we're full until... We're, like, we actually have two left in the calendar year, and they're both in late December, so I'll put those up for, for, for purchase much later. And uh, there's, uh, there's also a, a minority report sequence in the movie as right? well. <laughs> so it's only stealing from the best. Yeah. And also, Jennifer Lopez was in it, playing the princess. That was really impressive that they got her. Five minutes in, still racist. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey oh. Jennifer Lopez's eyebrows have never been that thick. Okay. <laughs> Let me introduce you to today's panel. I'm your host, of course. My name is Alex Falcone. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. I'm also on Facebook for all your Alex Falcone needs. Uh, here are some of my friends. <laughs> in uh, <laughs> Well, not all of them are gross. Most of them are like uh, very regular needs, Chris. No, I, I know. The hierarchy of Alex Falcone needs are you need a roof over my head. You need to mm. feed me. <laughs> and you need to give me water. And you need to give me something to read or I get bored. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You put feed over water? You'll, you'll die first if, if you only get fed and no water. Well, but like spinach is like three quarters water, so you're killing two birds with one leaf there. Yeah, what, if you, just feed your, what if you just feed Alex Facebook watermelon? <laughs> yeah, I mean, these are all Facebook gifts, presumably, so it's not like it's actually doing a whole lot of good. Uh, <laughs> here are some of my friends. Uh, let me introduce, uh, in San Francisco, California, it's Mr. Ezra Fox. Alex, if you'll excuse me for a moment, I have to do a five-minute dance about why my gang is the best gang. Not to be confused with your later five-minute dance about world peace, interestingly (laughs) enough. I'm for it. (laughs) Also joining us, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter. In Seattle, Washington, it's Chris Smith. Alex, for the rest of this episode, you could just call me Chris Chris, because the only words I'm going to say are, Chris Chris, Chris Chris, Chris Chris, I'm going to fly around and make shit fucked up. I think Arrested Development did that joke first and better. The, the great thing about Chris Chris, uh, or, or Tutu in this one, uh, who looks like Casper the Friendly Ghost with, like, Link's uh, green elf hat, um, <laughs> he drills through a flying bat head at the end and almost dies. But kills the bat head, right? <laughs> For no he reason. He took so like, much out of him to turn into a drill. And can we talk, okay, and the bat head's name is Zulu, uh, yeah. because the only vowel they have is U, and uh, Zulu is a Seven skull. Seven still racist. <laughs> It's because you set the goal. That's what caused us so much trouble. It's like saying, don't think about elephants this whole episode. It's never going to work. Anyway, it's a skull with bat wings. That's all it is. It's a skull. No, 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 Alex. It's a purple skull with bat wings (laughs) that flies around and tries to bite things. That is is so true. We're not talking about some crappy 90s heavy metal album here, okay? Right, right. We're talking about a purple skull. Right. It's it's much friendlier. Also joining us, that's that voice. You recognize him uh, from several appearances thus far. He's at Anthony Lopez Part 2, PT numeral 2, on Twitter. uh, My favorite Portland comic, and that includes me, uh, Mr. Anthony Lopez. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for having me. I can't tell you how excited I am to be around the English-speaking language people again. (laughs) I was spending two hours just like I just sat there the whole time just like I really don't speak this language I I thought maybe I would maybe I would pick it up like 30 minutes in I was like yeah still don't still do not understand any of this apparently immersion courses don't work for you (laughs) yeah no not so much you need some kind of lifeline I think you need some kind of translation yeah Mm -hmm. like for example if someone put English 
subtitles on it. Yeah, that, that would be totally it. Perfect. Yeah. Nope. Uh, because you did that, actually, this is normally the part of the show where I would ask Chris to summarize because of his freakish mm-hmm. recall and his dulcet tones, uh, which you could hear on exhibit there. Um, but because you only watched it in Hindi, uh, we're going to have you summarize, Anthony. So please, I'm going to give you 60 seconds on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> I would like you to summarize the plot of Abracadabra and go. Okay, uh, so about like 200 years ago, I believe, there was this old uh, wizard-looking dude who uh, was in like an ice palace, and he got in a fight with some <laughs> weird, angry, young female wizard. She encased uh, him in glass or ice or something. I don't know what happened, but she took a scepter, I think. I think that happened. And then we cut 200 years later to a young boy. A, uh, I would say, uh, Indian-esque Harry Potter, but I don't want to get sued. Uh, (laughs) But that didn't stop anyone from this movie. So he is a uh, young boy, father, son of a, who's son of a magician who vanished in a uh, wizarding accident or a magic (laughs) escape, escape, like a stunt escape accident. 20 seconds remaining. uh, Accident. Uh, so he's all sad and he's alone and then the first act of Chili and the Chocolate Factory happens and he uh, he wins a golden ticket and with Ten this seconds. terrible product placement he goes to a magic school fights a weird little version of Indian Malfoy and then um, three his three. dad's alive and uh, some other stuff happens and that's time <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty well accurate done, that's pretty accurate yeah some of that would have made more sense than what really happened also. Yeah. <laughs> and also, that's pretty decent recall for yeah. not watching it in English. Good yeah. job, man. Yeah, and I, I didn't even get to like the fabulous Quidditch knockoffs. Or, uh... Right, because, because they're, they're Indians. Uh, it's not brooms, but it's flying carpets. Yeah. And instead of Quidditch, it's a game of fly around in circles with a flag. Yeah, and then throw the yeah. flag and have it land perfectly straight up on top of a... A house or a bungalow? What was the, the rules of that game were pretty unclear to me. And, I, like, Quidditch has got some serious rule problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But flag carpet ball, I mean, they didn't oh, even it, try. It, I mean, it was carpet they, flag keep away. And then yeah. if you can keep it away long enough, you can get it into the post. But what is and the if you get it into the post, the other team's captain is expelled. Right. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's my favorite the, part. That's the best this part. This is like another, I think, game that they just picked up from the British, like cricket, where it's just like, let's stick a flag in things, then we win. <laughs> that's pretty yeah. much what the British uh, did. That's not they, exactly The British were cricket. totally good at that, yeah. And I, I'm not, uh, you know, a Indian wizard. But wouldn't no, standing on a magic carpet really be the lit, like, there's a lot of real estate. Don't you think uh-huh. sitting on it, as you traditionally see, oh, right. Cross-legged, like, would be like the all safest way to travel? But you but, know what? That flag is not aerodynamic. you got to be like a first baseman. you got to be long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you got to stretch for it? I, I mean, I kept worrying the way they threw the flag that the pole was just going to go through someone's hand. Like, it looked dangerous in a way that it... <laughs> didn't it? it? Like, the way you throw a flag, it's not like... Where do you it's grab a it? It's stick with a with a thing on it. Yeah, so. that makes it more aerodynamic, which is also, you know what else a stick with an aerodynamic thing on it is called? An arrow. An arrow. <laughs> arrow, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so let's get into the compliments now. We've uh, talked a little bit about it, uh, neutrally, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, now we like to start and end with every every show with a compliment. It's called a compliment sandwich. Uh, since you just went, I'm, I'm Anthony, uh, you have the right to go first or last or anywhere else in the compliments. You can pick any number one to four. 
Uh, I'll go. I'll go first. Okay, I, keep it. I up. had something right off the bat that I really appreciated about this movie, and I don't know if this is a Bollywood thing, mm-hmm. but they must have very loose guilds over there <laughs> because some of the things people are credited as in this movie in the opening credits, there's like regular movie credits, you mm-hmm. know, and then there is like it's like starring and featuring, and then it says. And the Cambodian be- beauty, yeah. and then it has someone's name, and then it. Oh, that's the next a very credit- specific Cambodian beauty guild. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next one is with a dynamic appearance by. Yep. And then finally, and above all, yeah. And then they had a third dude. <laughs> above all, and I, mean, I, I want that one. I well, he's also like it. the guy who's uh, and above all is one of the most famous Bollywood actors who's ever been. He's won like actor of the decade type stuff. What, wow. And what, what character was he? Uh, he was the uh, kooky Hagrid-like character. Oh, Uncle Hagrid. Limu? There, there were several kooky Hagrid-like characters. <laughs> the baldish one, though, right? Uncle Limu? The baldish the one. one. The one in the pictures right. or the real one? The real one. The real one at the beginning or the one who comes in later and is a little fatter? <laughs> like his uncle? Well, he called all of them uncle in the subtitles. Did he? Well, yeah, yeah they were like, uncle, though. Yeah, okay. but the one who's the uncle. Uh, yeah, the uncle guy who is uh, who is who used to be a professor... And then at the end is a professor again. Yes, ah, not the real good. uncle, but Uncle not his, Not his biological uncle. Wait a minute. His. Yes. <laughs> like the, <laughs> sorry, like the big, the big, the big heavy dude. With the Fu Manchu? Not that guy. With, not that guy. Or the full beard. The, uh, the, guy, the guy who had like the, the bald head, except for like the one shock of like kind of okay. alfalfa-like hair sticking sure, out. Sure, sure. Hagrid. Why didn't you just say Hagrid <laughs> in the first place? <laughs> It was very Hagrid-like. Uh, I didn't I'm, say Hagrid. He lived <laughs> off campus. He used to be. He used to work there. Is he the one who turns into a rubber ball when the guy first kid first yes. shows up? Yes, yes. he's a rubber ball. Well, he he doesn't turn into a rubber ball. He's a rubber ball who turns into a human. Sorry, yeah, he starts out. Yeah. He won rubber ball of the decade, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and above ball. Uh, <laughs> He, uh, I'm going to piggyback off that compliment because my, that, my compliment, I, had, I was going to do too many compliments to the credits. That was my first one. Uh, my second one, uh, I love the highly, the heavily editorial credits, but also my second one was the very innovative idea, as far as I can see, of having photos alongside the like s- technician credits. So it would say like, yeah. and hairstylist, and then there would be what looked like just like an like a Costco badge photo, like too close, not well cropped, not a great photo of, of the hairstylist, and then it would be like best boy, and then there would be the guy or boy, I don't know, who was the best of them, and then there would be the, there was a gaffer, and he was all like looking like just some guy who went to work. I love having their pictures be in movies. Yeah, because I mean, everybody likes to see their face up and up on the screen, right? Yeah, on yeah. on uh, in three D on YouTube. Yeah, slightly yeah. red shifted and blue shifted. <laughs> I, I'm sure their parents were very proud, if somewhat blind. Yeah. Well, Alex, um, if I could piggyback on that compliment, oh um, no, and maybe back on the original piggy is going to be so tired. <laughs> All right, really... maybe maybe this is on the original piggy too, but the and a dynamic appearance by guy mm-hmm. um, is. A guy who is dressed up to look like maybe a 70s pimp in Harlem. Uh, Wait, was that the, the black Nazi? Yeah. <laughs> okay. They have a guy. Yeah, it's actually wearing all black. Not racist. That, that, was, that, was, that was just descriptive. I, yeah, it was just descriptive. I, and the thing is, his magic wand has a swastika it at does, the end of which it. Which, admittedly, is, the Hindis had first. Yeah. 
Yeah. Admittedly, that was a Hindu symbol that I looked up and might mean lust, or it might be good business, or it might mean the name of a god who is not related to either of those two things. I just love a black guy who dresses like Shaft, who's rocking a swastika. That yeah, and like but that the confusion like, that that caused in my brain. Even, I, yeah, even knowing that the symbol has other meanings. Yeah. In the moment, it was like, and I, what did they, I don't know if they rubbed a lamp or something. Whatever made him appear, he just, poof, appearance of a black guy, uh, like, looking super cool, holding a swastika staff, was very surprising in the middle of this peace-loving children's movie. Yeah, and with the Again, language yeah. barrier in between <laughs> me and the film, it was even more surprising. Yeah, because you, you didn't know what he said. And I didn't, it's weird. I mean, I guess, you know, more because, you know, this is the summer of Avengers, but in my notes, I had a... Uh, why did Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury just show up? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did, like, so did you think that he was saying racial slurs the whole time? Like, no, I, I'm aware of what the swastika's origin is. Yeah. I'm a well-read human being. I, but, okay, <laughs> I'm aware that it has an origin, but that didn't stop it from, like, at this point, maybe back off using it. I don't know. No, I mean, I, I, I thought that. And I also thought, like, maybe it is, like, a they were trying to rip off the Nazis because this film just openly rips off so many other things. Right. They were like, just throw it in there. We don't care. Here's, what I'm, oh. here's my point. Here's my point. Look, I know you have a long, rich tradition with this, but let's say your name is McDonald and you wanted to open a restaurant. What do you call it? You call it, like, Jim. Ralph's, right? Yeah. You call yeah. it anything else. Shit's taken now. How about McCafe? Is McCafe taken? McCafe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, also, if your name is Hitler at this point, maybe back off from doing public things. I don't know. I'm really glad <laughs> someone's finally taking these bold stands, Alex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, taken. Well, I'm, I don't want to upset uh, people who this is a religious symbol for. Uh, Wait. Someone fucked this up for you. I'm sorry. It's not my fault. Mm-hmm. Find Isn't this another. kind of like the office space argument, though? But like, like uh, you know, you say like, you know, why should Michael Bolton change his name? Because like, you know, the other one was the one that sucked, right. right? However, doesn't he change his name at the end of the movie? Doesn't he give in and just say, "My name's Mike"? Yeah, yeah, but some part of him died when he did that. <laughs> well, didn't the rest of him die in that fire? <laughs> I think you're thinking of backdraft and not office space. <laughs> no, in my version of office space, as soon as the fire started, I turned it off. So I <laughs> never saw who escaped. I just assumed everyone died in a tragic office fire. Oh, really that's like movie. the opposite of what I do with Casino Royale. Uh, you you turn it off and then think everyone survives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's I what I do with Moulin Rouge. Rouge. Yeah. Yeah. I do that. I no, I, I get it, Alex. I do the same thing with Toy Story three when they're going into the incinerator. Right I just turn it off. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's how this movie is. The saddest saddest Pixar film ever. Also the shortest. (laughs) Sure. Uh, All right. uh, That leaves you, Ezra. I think you're the only one uncomplimented. Yeah. um, This actually is a vocab one. uh, So at one point they say that um, if you lose at the Magic Carpet game, you can rusticate the opposing team's captain. You rusticate This is a real word. Is it really? Yeah. This is not just like a bad translation. This is absolutely the right word in British English. That it's, means um, expel another yeah. player for not playing well enough? Well, to suspend a student from university. But interestingly enough, there's also another meaning to go to uh, to live in the country, to send to the country. Oh, like in the way that like... Making something more rustic. Oh, oh, I like that. Or rusty because it's so hard to get good anodized steel out in the country. <laughs> also true. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true it's very tricky so you learned rusticate are you going to be able to use it yeah well i mean i'm gonna rusticate myself uh for a weekend you know away from the city you're gonna be really tough when you have to 
tell your kids someday that you've rusticated their dog. <laughs> no, he's just he, he's out on a farm. He's just rusticating. He's just, <laughs> just rusticating. No, he's playing with a lot of other dogs. He he's real be, happy he out there. He wants to be more rustic. <laughs> our anchor segment now this is our uh, hate segment today we're we're gonna pick up and move the whole operation to Hadywood, and uh we're gonna we're gonna find out what's happening there so in any order what is something that you didn't like uh about abracadabra if you can find something well uh, you know for me at least waiting about 40 minutes to find out that this was corporate sponsored by a pencil company <laughs> was a little bit of a letdown and don't you know, forget the biscuit if, company. Yeah, it was like the prize, instead of being to the Charlie's Chocolate Factory, it was the combined goodness of a pencil and a biscuit company that got together. That is an odd partnership. Well, right? Holy crap, I did not realize this is a real a real food thing. Oh yeah. my god, yeah, is it pencils or biscuits? I couldn't tell by the end. Par- no, there's it was par- Parley G. It's, two, it's biscuits. Two, two different companies. Oh. It's the pencil okay, company but- and the uh, biscuit company. It was kind of like the, well, you've seen some of our adventure, and now a word from our sponsors. <laughs> and now a dance break from our sponsors. The golden ticket thing that all the kids are excited about, instead of getting to tour the reclusive factory, was college. Which I understand is very cool, but that's just a scholarship contest. Not the sort of thing kids open a lot of chocolate bars for. You're thinking with an American mentality. you got to think about the Indian experience. The school's real big over there. <laughs> <laughs> they like big, schools big, the big way we school. like chocolate. I'm not. Is this as is this racist? Is this okay? I don't. <laughs> I'll allow it. Twenty seven okay. minutes in. Oh, <laughs> I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> uh, here's a problem that I have. This is sort of coming off of the the last book we read, uh, with all the bad decisions by old wizards. Uh, so what happened was the wizard decided to put all of his magic in the world into his magic wand. Which seems so much more stealable. No, 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 no. That's a sound theory, right? Because a magic wand isn't going to get old or forgetful. Or well, he was worried about being. He was worried about uh, like the Alzheimer's years for that wizard, where yeah. he can't remember the right spell and or does the same spell every morning and forgets he did it yesterday. Yeah, right. It's like now, where did I put my magic? And it was like, oh, right, into that wand. No problem. Then I'm good. Can you trust an Alzheimer's patient with the wand that has all of the magic in the universe? I might want to see what they do with it. I mean, I'll watch them, you know, but I feel like during free time, they should be able to do what they want. But doesn't it seem like he's just asking for trouble? Someone's going to steal the shit out of that wand. Okay, but they could have, like, held him up at gunpoint and asked them to, like, put all the magic into, like, I don't know, a bag. So, like, the wand is, it's like, it's going to be problematic no matter what. At least the wand can defend itself. That's what I say. You know? <laughs> well, then why not put it into like all of his effort into like a spiny turtle or something that you wouldn't want to touch at all? Oh, there's ways to get around a spiny turtle. Once the spiny turtle hits the first place player, it goes away. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate what they were trying to do with the 3D in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's the one person who watched it in 3D. Yeah, I can't wait to hear. Okay, so first off, I was watching it on YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, which wasn't DVD quality. No. So it was a little pixelated. Wait, really? <laughs> which, which first off, if you YouTube it, it says HD, which is total bullshit. It wasn't in any. It wasn't in any Ds. It was really low. Well, it was three so, of them. Yeah, three, <laughs> so three Ds, and H- they're all very shitty. <laughs> H didn't have so any one of them. The uh, the 3D didn't work super well. Uh. Um, but when it did, 
uh, it pits Avatar to shame. <laughs> not, no, it, it was it was okay. It looked like a three D. My, my problem was they didn't really like. I, I think plan for three D super well because there's a lot of like stuff coming at you. You know, when like the teacher's head turns into a weird long snake and comes out of the screen. What the fuck was that? Uh, anyway, no. But, what Anthony? What was your explanation for why that happened? <laughs> um. <laughs> I thought she was just being an intimidating, cold-hearted bitch. That's no, everything she did. I was like, first, I was like, oh, she's like the Dumbledore. And I was like, no, maybe she's the Snape. And I was like, oh, she's the Snape-a-door. Yeah, the she's f- like a combination. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez as dynamically featured as yeah. Snape-a-door. Yeah. yeah. Um, Snape-a-door, the Cambodian beauty. Yeah, right. <laughs> but there is a sequence in this movie uh-huh. uh, when they're in like the levitation class. And everyone is wearing the same shade of blue. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> There's only one house, which is uh, Grifflepuff. Something about that, in th- like the the way it was shot in the the red and blue 3D, was like knives in my eyes. Like it hurt so much to watch. And it, it made it re- like everything got real blue. Like the the focus got all crazy. It was just like I went cross-eyed for a second. It wow. was something about just the color and the way it's like. Like the composition of those shots is made. Uh, every time it cut to the teacher in white, it was fine. But it was just like when you look at that sea of blue, it was yeah. just too much. And I had to a lot of visual noise yeah. over saturation. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, even even watching it without the glasses, that was a really painful scene. Those uniforms sucked. Yeah. So I had a cold <laughs> when I was watching this. I had headaches the whole time. Did this give you guys headaches to watch? I've never watched a 3D movie without glasses before. Okay, yes, it did, but also I tried to make my own 3D classes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I have my regular tell glasses, how, my sweet. and I put on um, saran wrap over each lens and then colored it in with like, a, um, like, a, like an Expo dry erase marker. And you I was like, great, blue? nailed it. Sure. Apparently, it matters what like shade of blue or red it is. It's not just any blue or red you can put over your eyes. Right. And also... Watching watching a blurry movie, movie through cellophane is not the best way to do it either, <laughs> it turns out. You should have just put the mojo straight on your eyeballs. That's what you went wrong. They should have just drawn right over your pupils and you would have been good. Yeah, a LASIK marker. Yeah. <laughs> dry, dry LASIKable. No. Then everything will be on 3D for me forever? Forever, yeah. The whole world will be in 3D. I, uh, wow. I no actually shit. own... <laughs> For some reason, I own three different pairs of red, blue 3D glasses. Oh, Holy shit, I should have borrowed one. Yeah, I wish you, I wish you uh, let me know it was in 3D. I would have uh, gave you one last week or something. Yeah, I uh, I have the like I have like the a middle stage where they're they're not red, blue, but they're still like cheap papery glasses mm-hmm. that I got from a miniature golf course that featured 3D effects. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> also, did not help here. Huh. Um, also, that was the worst dollar fifty I ever spent. The whole course was already in three D. That's how the paid, world works. You paid a dollar fifty to play mini golf, and you're complaining? No, 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 no. I paid like twelve dollars for the round of mini golf. It was a dollar fifty for the glasses. Um, yeah, right, that was kind of ripoff. Just I see, should say, there's like one pirate picture on the wall that looked like he was leaning forward suggestively. <laughs> Go on. I was sitting on me in three D. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, we should say though. I mean, like we did basically find the solution to uh, video piracy, right? Like, if you just make every single movie in blue and red 3D, no one's going <laughs> to torrent that anymore. Like that's done. That's true. Fixed that, it. In, unless they know Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> so three house. people will do I it. I got the hookup. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's how Anthony became a pirate king. <laughs> and then he leaned over suggestively. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Chris has got a thing for scoundrels. Uh, I so I have a question. This might have tran- this translated just fine then in, in on all of our versions. What was with the sound effects? Such oh, that like every the, time they turned, it was like whoosh. Yeah, she whooshed, whoosh. and the bad kid every time he rubbed his nose, a laser went off. Did he yeah. have a coke <laughs> problem? Why, why was he constantly rubbing his <laughs> nose? Was, am I because getting, he was hooked on laser coke. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, to me, it was like, is it like like some weird commentary on like kids snorting Adderall in the, in the school systems these days? He's just constantly the- rubbing his nose. I don't think it's his fault, guys. No, because like we know, like the the biscuit company had like that uh, promotion to. Um, this was a laser cocaine. There's a laser coke company. Yeah, that's how it got sent to uh, to school. You know, it the best way to do that, coke. by the way, the most fun way to do that is off the back of laser hookers. Oh, yeah. it's the most <laughs> sponsored fun. by Abracadabra brand laser cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like laser and, coke, like you know, like the way meth like messes up your skin, your teeth. Yeah, yeah. Laser coke. Well, of course. Fucks with your hair. Gives you those terrible highlights. But awesome vision. Laser Coke addict, yeah. (laughs) Great vision. Faces of Laser Coke is a great ad campaign. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why all those popular kids in high school had frosted tips. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Other hates? I thought the dialogue really didn't make any sense. I, I could imagine. <laughs> On my end. I, I, would, I would think. Here's what's probably weird for you. Because like there was like every fourth word was in English. And yeah. occasionally they would just say sentences in English, mm-hmm. uh, which according to Wikipedia is because of uh, you know the, the former colonialism. Oh, yeah, colonialism. Uh, but for you, that must be like, wait, what? Or, yeah. What? Like Maybe you like, just thought that like you were catching on. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. I, like, I got it. I got it. <laughs> like I was straining really hard, and all of a sudden, it just was just to make sense. Like, <sighs> I understand. Man, if that's the way learning foreign languages worked, you just watched their <laughs> movies until it sounded like it was in English. So I, I had a question. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this movie has a pretty basic story mm-hmm. that I was able to follow fairly well. I Boy do gets have, girl. I do. Boy loses. <laughs> A few questions. Okay. Boy jumps off building, loses <laughs> angel powers. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Boy oh, is <laughs> Girl doesn't wear a bike helmet. Yeah. Boy dresses uh, up as a bear, punches girl. <laughs> Boy's head turns into a flaming skull while he rides his motorcycle. Boy takes his face off, yeah, puts but- it on another man's face. Yeah. <laughs> Boy crashes prison plane. <laughs> Boy breaks into the rock. <laughs> Boy finds map on treasure map on back of Constitution. <laughs> Boy has to kidnap the United States president. <laughs> Boy meets Cher. <laughs> I Boy. really like this game, guys. <laughs> it's just the old plot. Boy has illustrious movie career celebrated by an obscure podcast. Boy is knowing. Uh, uh, okay, but questions about the plot of this movie? Oh, right, right, I, yes. Okay, so boy is a bad lieutenant. <laughs> boy thinks he's a vampire. Yeah, okay, keep going. Focus. Okay. Boy leaves leaves Las Vegas. <laughs> boy gets married in Las Vegas. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh-huh. His dad is like an escape artist. Did he know his father was a wizard ahead no. of hands? Did he know that? Maybe not to begin. We with don't, it's never no. discussed. No. Okay. No. He thought his he thought his dad was a stage magician. Stage magician, performing stunts for the military and other 
fine folks. Yes. <laughs> he gets dropped in a horrible looking CG ocean. Yes. Falls in, disappears. Chain, he's chained into a box. Like he's gonna do, he does Houdini type Houdini, tricks. Yeah. Yes. And they throw him in the ocean, and then they never fish the box out of the ocean. Yeah, because, I mean... They count, to like, they count to, like, 90 seconds. They're like, oh, he's brain dead by now. And then they they just, yeah. they just all were like, well, this is super awkward, and they bailed. Yeah, I mean... They were <laughs> like, how is this going to look to the cops? It would be called... It would, like, to get it out, it would, like, you know, require, like, a helicopter and some chains. And they already used those up, and that guy went on right. and dropped <laughs> someone else in into ocean. an ocean. <laughs> uh, no, but so you're in that crowd, right? Yeah. You're, like, you're all military guys, and you're like, when the cops get here, we're going to have to explain... <laughs> That we, a couple of volunteers, chained him into a box and threw that box in the ocean. <laughs> no, like, the commander's just like, guys, 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 he slipped, right? <laughs> he slipped and he told us he was a magician. It was his idea. So, he's dead, doing big old air quotes. Yeah, sure, g- very good use of radio. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, kid goes to school, uh, he goes, he's hanging out with Hagrid, takes invisibility pills, which really just sort of make you translucent. They're marbles. They're translucent. They're marbles. You missed this. They were translucent marbles, and they could spit them back out. They didn't swallow the pills. I thought he, they, he just gave them a bunch of them, and they wore them oh, off. Oh, they just kept That's it. how I read that they were just, that would they make were more just sense. getting hooked. Yeah, why um, invisibility marbles? I don't know. Yeah. Why so, would you ever spit them out? Like, why wouldn't you just, like, they're like, well, I guess to add tension, let's be visible for this part of the, of the scene. Well, sometimes they would, like, trip. But what if you, oh man, what if you swallowed it and then no one could see you for like, what, 24 to 48 hours? And then no one could find your poop. (laughs) You could poop anywhere. (laughs) You you said that like, finally. (laughs) Wait, haven't you been searching for this riddle? (laughs) I hate riddles. I fucking hate riddles. You know that. So, the dad's not dead. Because they go into, like, the Forbidden Forest. No, no, he's not dead. He's dead. Dead. <laughs> All right. But they follow him, being in, with the invisible mobiles. They go into, like, the Forbidden Forest or whatever the knockoff version of that is in yeah. this movie. Yeah. They like, go into the Cave of Wonders. There's, I there's mean. like, this demon skull cave. Yeah, sure. Where yeah. the dad has just been. Has he been there the whole time? Is he, like, a yes. prisoner? Yeah. Yes. Are you hearing this, America? This is what happened. <laughs> So he's a prisoner, and then all of a sudden he was wearing radically different clothes for like a split second while they yeah. made out with Jennifer yep. Lopez. Yeah, and then because he was back into his rags. Yeah. So what happened there? Yeah. So, and I, I saw the English subtitles. I'm also curious. Okay, so so one, I think the main thing about being magic is you can just do a lot of quick costume changes. That seems like the biggest benefit to it, because ah. um, this happened a lot. Uh, but basically, if I understand it correctly. She wanted the power of this like aphrodisiac type thing, which was uh, which was another interesting use of words, right? Because it didn't make her make it didn't make you like this wasn't like an oyster. Like no. now, I feel a little more ready to go down on you because of this slimy fish thing down my throat. But it was like this will make you live forever, which is not a way I've heard anyone use aphrodisiac before. Alex, can you please can you please <laughs> say that every time you have any kind of aphrodisiac, just like. Could this be your go-to aphrodisiac? I ate this line? wet slimy thing. Now I want to eat your wet slimy thing. <laughs> this is from my new audiobook. Alex explains sexy things to you. <laughs> Actually, I think somehow Alex ruins the mood. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. You're gonna take those fuzzy handcuffs and hurt her wrists a little bit and make it inconvenient for but her if she ever has to scratch the side of her face. Good job, dude. 
My favorite chapter of that book is no poop comes out of there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, okay, okay, okay. Look, so there's some sort of potion. I got that. And then here's my biggest pet peeve in the movie. Yeah, go go to like a flashback of the dad when he was in school Mm -hmm. and uh, he's like friends with Hagrid. Yeah. yeah, and he pulls up like the Minority Report as magic, <laughs> which, thing. by the way, is way less good than Friends with Benefits. Friends with Hagrid. <laughs> Friends with Hagrid. Yeah, you just but no, not as good as No Strings Hagrid. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how Hollywood releases those two movies simultaneously. <laughs> guys, guys, I Hagrid you, but I'm not in Hagrid with you. <laughs> Can we Hagrid but still be best Hagrids? <laughs> oh, and actually, this is from the from the great movie uh, when Hagrid met Sally. Where it's like, <laughs> can Hagrid and women be actually be friends or not? This ad was neither required nor approved by Amazon. Read-weep.com slash Amazon. We're so big, we don't care what the fuck you do. Meanwhile, in a climactic battle between good and evil. Rahul, you must give me the aphrodisiac so I will become immortal. Never. I don't care how many purple bat heads you send at me. What about six? <laughs> Gasp! Wait! Hot evil principal! Dad! You don't have to fight! But I need that aphrodisiac for immortality or something. And I won't give it to her for... Ideals or something. But there's a better way. Tutu? Tutu? That's right, Tutu. Read-weep.com slash Amazon. You can buy everything you need, even magic aphrodisiacs. $17.99 for immortality and free two-day shipping with Amazon Prime? That's a good deal. What about my ideals, son? You can buy new ideals at Amazon, too. Pragmatism, self-delusion... Even moral ambiguity. Well, that sounds like an ethical gray area. That's how you know it's working. Tutu. <laughs> <laughs> Go to read-weep.com slash Amazon today. We're goddamn magic. Guys, uh, we have a very special guest with us today. Um, can, can I talk now? Not yet. Okay. Um, so I just... We have. It turns out that Bollywood uh, directors aren't that famous, and so Psst, take that back. They're willing to talk to us. Uh, you're. Gonna, I get to say what I want in your introduction, or you don't get your fifteen dollars. I do. Okay. <laughs> we have him with us. We have the actual director of Abracadabra live in studio today, and we can ask him anything we want. Thank you so much for being here, El Director. Thank you. Please call me Mr. Arafat. Mr. Arafat? Mr. What? Anyone look up his name? I think he said Arafat. Uh, that is it. Oh. Mr. I Arafat. I don't... Either this is a good turn for you, Mr. Arafat, or you've fallen a long way. I'm not so sure. No, don't confuse me with... <laughs> with Deerja Kumar. Deer, yeah. Deerja Kumar. Deerja Kumar. Kumar Arafat. He married into the Arafat family. Yes, huh. my brother-in-law. 
I guess we should call him whatever he wants to be called. But do you guys have any questions about it? Uh, well, let me start, actually. I, I want to know, so what, what is the overall theme of this? Like, what's your main point? Because early on, they had some good positive anti-bullying stuff. Mm. In the middle, there was like, some great mm. world peace message. Everyone yes. gets along. And then also, there's this running gag where everyone calls Binky fat because she eats a lot of apples. Yes, yes, yes. What would you say is the unifying theme that all of those fall under? The uh, the story is simple. It's uh, it's the theme is a boy overcoming adversity and finding the source of a stone. <laughs> uh, so, so overcoming adversity, you'd say, is yes. the main theme. And the source of a stone. <laughs> Overcoming the source of a stone. Finding the finding, source of a stone. Finding it. All right. That makes sense. Had too. trouble in the uh, legal rights to get that name, so oh. instead we made Aphrodite potion. Right. Um. I, I should say, Mr. Director, uh, mm-hmm. the character Pinky, she, she's told to get fat because she's eating apples. Mm-hmm. These are apples, right? Like, these are mm-hmm. not like fat apples. Also a banana at one point. Well, okay, it, still. In, the, in the script, originally we had her eating biscuits, but then okay. we found out all of her money was coming from a biscuit company. Oh, it was all biscuit dollars. <laughs> so we had to... <laughs> Pit in the scene when the boy eat biscuit and get Popeye powers and beats everyone else up. And we said, it's hey. Is a smear campaign for apples? Well, it's more of a uh, pro campaign for biscuits. So I open it. I just, I just, you know, you, you go with the money. Hey, I'm a corporate shield like anybody else. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Arafat, uh, can you explain to me the rules of carpet ball? No. Oh, it's very, very simple. You uh, you don't ask questions, and you enjoy the film. <laughs> Next, you're going to be asking me the rules of magic. What Do- are the rules of magic? Oh. You win a chocolate <laughs> thing <laughs> and a biscuit. Uh-huh. And then you go to school. Right. With you. And With you. you learn about concentration from right. levitating the amazing pencils right. that the Caramel Company makes and sends <laughs> us. And then you get magic. So some people can lift, levitate themselves. Mm-hmm. That's a magic thing. Other people can, sh- with, with, a, uh, uh, with a magic, uh, you know, a magic stick. Wand. A wand, that's scepter. right. Uh, oh, a scepter. Yeah. Staff. Yeah, with a Nazi symbol on it. Whatever it is. They can shoot lightning. Uh, other than that, the powers seem for... And one can turn himself into a ball. Is there mm-hmm. any other kind of magic? Is that... Oh, there's the magic chemistry you spoke okay. about earlier. Yeah. There is... Uh, and not to be confused with just the magic of science. You mean there like is, actual yeah, magic. Pouring magic into marbles <laughs> as a big thing I'm a fan of. I really, I really fought for that in the script. They said, no, no, no. You can't do that. And I said, the magic's going in those fucking marbles. <laughs> <laughs> if I could add in, oh, I, I mean, walk. there's also the magic where you can turn one flying bat head into six flying bat mm-hmm. heads right and most importantly the one true magic the magic of music and dance <laughs> that is really what the film is I, about speaking of which i wanted to ask you during one of the during the great rumble fights dance scene mm-hmm. uh there's a tug of war game yes. that mm-hmm. ends when one side lets go of the rope and the other side mm-hmm. falls down comically mm-hmm. I was just curious, historically, if you did any research, has there ever been a tug-of-war match where neither side let go? Well, I th- that was more of an homage to West Side Story. You have to understand. <laughs> sure. I love that movie. By homage, you mean rip-off? Yes, I was just... 
was Bollywood. Things happen there, you know. One man's rip off is another man's homage. I mean, I do it. I'm a thief. Tarantino does it here. He's celebrated. What the fuck? That's all I'm saying. Couldn't agree with you more. Point is, I don't know what happens. Uh, Also during that scene, uh, there was this, this line, this comeback line that I wanted to ask you about. Uh, where one side says, we are the kings, we are the heroes. And the other side responds, you seem to be zeros, actually. Mm. Mm. Uh, is, that, is that in the... Yeah. In the yeah. I, you understand, they, they wrote the film in English, which I don't read. Oh. So I know very little <laughs> about the dialogue <laughs> in the film. Uh, and we translated it to uh, Hindi on the set. Right. And I uh, had my headphones in and was more worried about the light sound effects and the than dancing. the dialogue. So what was the line? We are heroes. Mm-hmm. And then the comeback is, actually, you appear to be zeros. Mm. And I, I was just wondering if you thought that was a snappy comeback for children. I, uh, I think it's a snappy comeback for adults. <laughs> if I said that to you right now, we would have to take you to the hospital for the terrible burns <laughs> I inflicted all over your body. I just... I'm pretty proud of that. I think it was improv, but I don't know. I have very loose sets. I like to write. Sure. Sure. You know, three of the four songs, mm-hmm. completely improv. Wow. <laughs> Which all was singing, the one that all you... dancing, just yeah. spur the moment. Yeah, it just. It was a very different culture in India. Very Musical improv place. is very. Imp- uh, very yeah. uh, it's a very yeah, good it's skill. Big. It's very impressive. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Other questions for uh, Mr. Arafat? Um, so. What, what, you know, I'm sure you saw Avatar uh, and what they did with 3D there. Um, Thief! <laughs> that Cameron. Thief! <laughs> or I mean, is there to you? No, no, Thief. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You think when I saw the Navi, I didn't see what that really was? Just a dressed up purple skull with wings on it, but on a human body? That is the cowardice of Mr. Cameron. A billion dollars? Two billion dollars? And so, in your reading of Avatar, then, uh, Unobtainium was actually the aphrodisiac, which was actually the sorcerer's stone. I would say Unobtainium was more about the, was more the man in the ice. Oh. Because you have to obtain him, you know? Uh, I mean, Cameron, right. Cameron's a hack. <laughs> Don't, uh, he stole from my, my first feature, uh-huh. a robot who goes back in time to kill child. That came right. out in 1996. Uh-huh. He went back in time. <laughs> sure. And stole that. What was that called? That was the name of the movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Cameron traveled back and stole from me. He stole from my third feature. Uh, more honest lies. Don't appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> honest untruths, I mean. Uh, was the name uh, oh. of the film. And what, what was that about? It was about... A spy who pretends to be a computer salesman, uh-huh. and then he punches Bill Pullman in the face. <laughs> wow! Yeah, simple story, right? And that's like what a three-minute feature, or was that <laughs> how, how long was that? Uh, three hours with an intermission. It might have been a fever dream I had. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember at this point. All right, so finish your question, Ezra. Yeah. So, what, what, tell me why you went for the uh, for the blue and red 3D instead of you know. Sure. A more modern 3D? Yeah. Anything a else? Real D. <laughs> I wanted it to be able to be seen on any screen, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. With the, 
the modern real D3D, you can't show that on YouTube. You can't show it on DVD. You know, I wanted my movie to be seen by everyone, not like the elitist scumbag James Fuck You Audience Cameron. <laughs> All right. It's the same reason why I put a little bit thought in the script. You know, something Cameron has also never done. <laughs> so, so let me ask you, uh, in that, also on the, like the beginning of this film, it said this was the first movie in India ever filmed in 3D plus. Mm-hmm. So what's the plus? There was 3D I got with mm-hmm. the red and the blue. What was the plus part? The headache. <laughs> <laughs> I did get that three D plus headache. That's something Cameron won't give you. <laughs> I want to do to your eyes what Paul Thomas Anderson's films do to your brain. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, uh, Mr. Arafat. Thank you. How do I uh, get back to India from well, here? here? Here's your fifteen dollars. You Thank can just you. Uh, buy a flight. Uh, this is cash. You promised me rupees. Well, you can you can trade it in the air at the airport for you know 14. rupees are mm-hmm. cash. <laughs> All right, that brings us to the second half of our compliment sandwich. So we're going to go in reverse order, which means Ezra, you're up first. I will make it. <laughs> I will make it brief. In one of the fights, um, there's a magic phrase: "Abracadabra bamboo, go my magic bamboo." And what does that big... do? Creates a giant <laughs> fucking piece of bamboo. Yeah. Magic's super easy, guys. <laughs> Abracadabra cake. <laughs> Go my magic cake. Also, the bamboo appeared to be a solid log and not a tubular bamboo. No. Also, it wasn't a very good at fighting, as it only took out bad guys. <laughs> well, it was maybe just bamboo is inherently good. Oh right, sure, it's pure-hearted. <laughs> that was during the eight-minute-long eight-minute-long comical fight scene. Oh, which is my compliment. Let me go here. Go for it. Piggyback. Okay. So we mentioned earlier that part of magic is being able to switch clothes very quickly. Mm-hmm. And the good guys do this to great effect. It's it's like a you know only a few good guys versus a lot of bad guys. So what they do is they after they beat like a few bad guys, they take their clothes and then go to the leader who is supplying his armies with more weapons. So he goes to the you know, the good guys are like, Yes, boss? And the bad guy goes, Yep, here have some bombs. And then here have some missiles. Have some whatever. And they're like, thanks, boss. And then they <laughs> Not a great inventory those. control system on the weaponry either. Yeah, that is how the military works. keep coming back so. and the boss just keeps giving him more shit. You don't even have to show IDs. You don't even have to look up from under your hood and he'll just give you missiles. It's and great the boss like, really fails to notice that somebody in his army is like grotesquely overweight. <laughs> <laughs> well, also it's like there's no one left on the battlefield who is an enemy for him. Right? Like everyone. <laughs> who could they possibly be throwing the bombs at? <laughs> I also love the way his men attack, just ohms out, just slowly, like, moaching towards you. Sort of like uh, Jesus zombies. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus zombies. Uh, my, Jesus uh, zombie today. My minor compliment is to go back to the uh, his dad, the stage magician. So, he used to be a teacher at Abracadabra School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, where he invented the fa- Fountain of Youth. Now, he's doing stage illusions. <laughs> Where presumably he's using his actual magical powers to escape from a locked trunk instead of using the stand. Like, humans can learn to do that. I just like, or I, I guess I really like thinking in my, I like, I enjoy the world where all stage magicians 
are actually wizards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Alex, it, just it's tough to monetize on wizardry. It is, I think, is yeah. yeah, that whole being able to create gold out of nothing thing would be so much harder. I, I, I used to How do you think sell that? that? Abracadabra gold. I, I used to think like it would be really cool if all magicians were like actual wizards yeah. until Chris Angels came around. And I don't want him to be anything else but dead. <laughs> so, I mean, he'll just be a douchebag. He'll be in Slytherin still. I mean, no yeah. one likes him. Uh, but I would like to think like David Copperfield is like, okay, mm-hmm. I have control over all of the matter in the universe. Well, sure. <laughs> Where the fuck did that pigeon come from? Yeah. Where did it come from? Where did the Statue of Liberty go? <laughs> Holy fuck, it's gone. Um, that Charles Dickens book, David Copperfield, is that also about a magician? Because that'd be awesome. No. <laughs> uh it, yeah in his early life he was in the 1800s in british yeah well that would explain how he's magic yeah he's fucking magic that's why he's lived so long he invented the fountain of youth my friend spent the last of his magic to get cindy crawford to marry him yeah <laughs> and then uh did he really that fucker abracadabra cindy crawford they, they they've been divorced for a long time was it cindy crawford that he was married to I- I'll believe you. It was it was some really attractive famous. I like to think for a long time. I like to think that Siegfried and Roy actually created white tigers out of nothing yep. using spells and magic, and it still turned on them. Yeah, that's why you don't play with fire. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, seriously. laughs> you gotta get you might get your face eaten off. Anthony, Claudia Schiffer, Claudia Schiffer, and um, yeah. they separated in 1999, citing work schedules, which is a pretty. <laughs> Citing work schedules? It's tough to be a working magician, dude. Yeah. He's a fucking wizard. Make that work. Make that yeah. pause time while you do it. Where's your time term? Seriously. Time turner? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did get expelled from the school, so maybe he doesn't have a key to the lockbox anymore. And uh, you know, if you uh, if you think about it, uh, the backs of the movie, the kid's dad kind of did the greatest illusion of all time. I guess that's true. He, did. he went into that hole for seemingly... Months or years, they locked him in a box, threw him in the ocean, and then eventually gave up and left. And then he he reappeared in the like ten years later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he reappeared. He no longer has a family, and he just hangs out with hot Cambodian women. <laughs> tough mm. freaking duh. <laughs> All right, uh, Anthony. Last time, uh, last nice thing you'll ever have to say to anybody about Abracadabra. This movie is a little derivative of other woke. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> It has. Uh, I did notice that the opening scene looked like the one opening scene from Fight Club, except green. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, you know, it has. It's you know, you can say what you want about it about mm-hmm. the originality of this work, and but we have. the thing this movie has that the Harry Potter movies don't have is seeing a kid from a loving, nurturing, supportive family really just makes you want to root for him even more. It does There's help. There's some fucking orphan boy who's living under a stairs. I've like, had oh, enough of it, yeah. Well, pff, I've seen Who that, Who do you think buddy. you are, David Copperfield? Yeah, come on. Get your shit together. <laughs> you know? Brilliant. Double clap, clap. And that's the show. <laughs> do you remember that part? No. Uh, when she was nope. teaching them to levitate. Oh, the right. first time she was like, very well done. Clap, clap. In English, mm. and then like she, she gives, just said clap clap. Yeah, she just said clap clap in English, and then later when they the other person did something better, she went brilliant double clap clap. Anyway. I liked her a lot actually. Did you, uh, Jennifer Lopez? She was Jennifer no, the Lopez. Flying no, the flying teacher. That was the flying teacher. Oh, they were different people. I liked them. They better were than different people. I liked really? them better than fifty-one the weird, minutes in. We're being racist. I liked it better than that weird cat-eyed chick from Harry Potter. Uh, you the mean the one who turned who into teaches, a cat? No, the teacher who teaches them how to Ma- uh, Maggie Smith. No, not Maggie Smith. The uh, the one who teaches them to levitate with the wands. The like 
that one. Yeah, she isn't, she, isn't that Mrs. McGon- Mrs. No, McGonagall, who is one. also like, an actual cat? Yeah, she can transform into a cat, but yeah, this one has an actual cat face. She has a cat's face? Yeah. Go back and watch that. Movies. No. She want. needs to get surgery to get yeah. her face off <laughs> and replaced with another face. Boy meets cat. <laughs> Boy switches faces with cat. <laughs> That is it for our show, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Next week, we're going to be talking about Daughter of the Blood by Anne Bishop. Here's a brief summary of that book. Quote, The Dark Kingdom is preparing itself for the fulfillment of an ancient prophecy, the arrival of a new queen and a witch who who will wield more power than even the High Lord of Hell himself. So, basically every other book we've read. And uh, that's next week. That is Mm. sponsored by Sarah. You guys looking forward to that? Thanks, Sarah. We appreciate your support. Man, fantasy novels. Uh, <laughs> if you've made it this far, you should do us a favor. Go buy a Space Shark t-shirt. The best thing you can do. We really appreciate it. Also, send us feedback. Get in touch with us. Read slash contact. We always love to hear from you. Uh, so many great people out there listening. So many great discussions on the Facebook page. Facebook.com slash read it and weep. Uh, and of course, if you're ever using Amazon for any purchases anyway, why not go to readdistribute.com slash Amazon first, and then anything you buy, they will give us a percentage. It's such a great trick. It's almost magic. Abracadabra, money to read it and weep. There you go. Just did it. Thank you, as always, for being here, Chris and Ezra. Yep. Yeah, of course. And uh, thank you for joining us again, Anthony. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Um, Anthony you fo- Lopez, part two. On follow Twitter. me on Twitter. You can find me there. I'll be posting about shows and things yeah. like that. Awesome. Awesome. Take care, everybody. Goodbye.